Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Brooke Grimsley and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Alex Ferrario. It is BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN as we are going to head out to Bush Stadium now, courtesy of KMOV's stream, as we are going to carry John Mozeliak speaking with the media at the end of the season, his postseason exit interview. Thank you, and uh, good morning. Uh, Nice to see everybody again. Um, I think uh, a lot of what I have to discuss today is some things that you may be aware of and some of the other things you may not be aware of. So really the topics uh, I want to touch on are Adam Wainwright, staff changes, Nolan Arenado, and then uh, maybe a little bit of uh, what 2023 looks like for us. So, you know, starting with Adam Wainwright, obviously we're, we're, you know, super excited that he's coming back. Um, I think some of you understood that he did have interest in, in pitching again. He and I started talking about this. You know, early September, um, you know, obviously the September didn't go as the way he really wanted it to, but, you know, we really do feel like there, there's something left in that tank, and, and uh, we all know how competitive he is. We know how special he is um, in that clubhouse and what he means to this organization. So, you know, just glad we were able to get it done. I think uh, um, he can have a normal off season. I spoke with him this morning. He's, he's excited. He's energized. And obviously, uh, um, you know, you think about how we look at our roster um, next year, you, you're always going to be needing pitching. And so having him come back is, is certainly helpful for all of us. Now, staff changes. Um, I'm sure you're all aware, Skip Schumacher is now the manager of the Marlins, um, so that's going to create a hole at at, uh, bench coach. Jeff Albert has uh, chosen not to return. Mike Maddox will be stepping down. He's not retiring. He was not fired. He wants to do something different. He wants to do something at a different pace. Brian Eversgird, he will be uh, reassigned within the organization and... uh, will work as a special assistant. So clearly we have a lot of openings, um, four to be exact, uh, bench coach, pitching coach, bullpen coach, and hitting coach. So what's next steps? Next steps are obviously we've got to put together a list of candidates who we think can fill that. We will look internally and we'll look externally. Um, you know, we know we have some qualified people within the organization, but we also want to make sure that we're addressing um, all our needs and uh, so you know we've been aware of this for a little bit but um, we've done some preliminary work on it but but clearly there, there's more to do and um, you know so we'll keep you up to date as that process unfolds. Uh, Nolan Arnado, um, you guys are all aware he has an out clause in his contract. Uh, I, I went out and met with him on Monday just to discuss the situation and uh, very hopeful there's some resolution here uh, shortly. And finally, the, the 2023, um, you know, we know there's work to do. We know we have to do some things to improve our club. We didn't finish the year like we wanted to, but there was a lot to be excited about. 
in 2022, but, you know, we have to turn the page. We've got to move on. Um, you know, there's obviously some, some obvious needs. We're going to have to address the catcher. Um, you know, have to look at, at how we want to augment our offense. And then also, as I mentioned earlier, you're always in need of pitching. So, um, you know, those will be our, that'll be our focus as we enter the GM meetings and uh, work our way up to, to winter meetings. So at this time, be happy to take a few questions. Well, uh, when you brought Jeff Albert in, you wanted to develop an organizational philosophy for hitting. Will the, the foundation of that philosophy remain in place, or do you want to change things from the foundation of the philosophy? Uh, I think uh, Jeff accomplished exactly what we were hoping him to do. Um, he, he modernized our, our hitting program, our, our strategy. I think he, uh, you know, made a, a huge uh, uh, contribution to our minor league side. So I think from that standpoint, it was a success. I think you know when you look at what was happening up here at the big league level, um, I think uh, you know people were tough on him. Um, it wasn't an easy job. You know, our, our offense was good this year, though. I mean, you compare it to to the league, and it it was. It was good. And so, you know, I was hopeful he would come back. Um, but I think, you know, from, for personal reasons and, and, and just, you know, wanting maybe to try something different is really why we are where we are. But um, I thought the combination of, of him and Turner were, were, were good. It was good. I think, like, having the, the different voices allowed players um, places to, to seek advice and so that standpoint so as i look to to the future i could imagine that we're going to try to find something that that resembles a little bit how jeff thought and and um you know hopefully we can address that need moving forward how would you characterize the talk you're with uh, with nolan is there potential for a, a reworking of his deal there or you know i would just say that that i'm optimistic that this will have a positive resolution and uh like I said, I, I, I hope that's something that we get some news on rather uh, sooner rather than later. Five days after the World Series. Mm-hmm. Were both Alberts and Maddox's contracts off? Correct. Well, what, were the, what are some of the personalities? Or- a little bit I mean I think like you know one thing you you, you learn along the way I think uh, you know clearly going in and, and and running before you walk can sometimes be dangerous you know we sort of learn a little bit of those pitfalls but you know, look, uh, I do think like on staff right now, we have Dusty, who, you know, is very progressive in his thinking. So so we already have incorporated some modernization of that. And then, you know, when you lose somebody like a Mike Maddox, you, you, you know, you right away realize you lose that, that wisdom, that experience. And so trying to find that right balance on, on what that really team looks like moving forward is, is something that we're going to have to uh, try to address. Yes. It's possible. Yeah. You've uh, historically rewarded your coaches in the minor leagues 
with promotions up here. Would you anticipate that, if you had to guess right now, that that would be the predominant way that you're going to You know, I don't know. Um, Historically, that is something that we have tried to do, uh, but I think in fairness to this process, we, we, we have to explore both inside and outside. Um, I don't think I anticipated that we were going to have these four openings as we, as we sit here today. Um, so, you know, you have to zig and zag and, and, and adjust. But, like, you know, speaking with Ollie this morning, I, you know, you, even though this is – we're losing some key people and, and – people that helped us be very successful, you really have to approach this as just an opportunity, right? And it, 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 you hope in the end it allows you to be stronger and, and more prepared for the future. So that's how we're going to have to think about it. Once again, you're hearing Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mozeliak, speak to the media via KMOV's stream. If you missed it, he said that Jeff Albert, Mike Maddox, and Brian Eversgard will not be returning this upcoming season with the club. I don't think I'd characterize it as because we haven't been in the World Series in a while that that we're going to rethink our strategy. Um, I think we always go into the offseason understanding like what our urgency should be. It might not be the same as yours or or maybe public perception, but you know, we 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 know that we had a successful season. We know we did not have a successful October. And but I think we all as fans realize like, you know, no matter how well you play in a season, there's no guarantees you're going to have a successful October. So, you know, we'll certainly uh, try to address the club, try to um, improve it wherever we can. And, um, you know, hopefully over the next three or four months, we can call that a success. Can there be a um, simultaneous pride in the way the team plays in the regular season and the flip side, a simultaneous I don't know if the word is anger or frustration of how the team continually doesn't make the NLCS or even win a game in the NLCS since 2014. Um, I think that's your narrative. It's not mine. Um, mine is that we win baseball games. You know, we, we get a chance to play in October. A lot of teams can't say that. And, uh, you know, we'll continue to try to uh, put together a roster that gets us there, and we hopefully uh, – you know, have more success in the future. The commission raised Have there been any surgeries on players or surgeries that are planned in the Um, Not that I'm aware of. So, no. Hitting coaches, pitching coaches, was there any common theme there? It seems that when a division with 93 games, it's a little surprising for both. Is each case different? Yeah, I would say both. Both have their own uh, separate narrative. I think it, in Mad Dog's case, he's just done it for so long. He's just really looking for a change of pace. I think in, in Jeff's particular case, I think there was some levels of frustration and, um, you know, feeling like took a lot of the blame when things weren't going well. And for him, I think he's just open to uh, to change. Did you try to have this, was the blame you're talking about outside forces? Or? Yeah, I mean, I like again, I, I was prepared to offer him a contract, um, but before I even got that out of my mouth, he had already told me he was he wasn't coming back. Does he have another job? Do we know at this point? I don't know. Well, you mentioned Dusty, might he be a candidate to take over? Oh, he certainly would be a candidate, yeah. Do you see also candidates in the system to take over Jeff's position as well? Yeah, I don't really want to get into like all the names, but as I said earlier, I, I do feel like we, we have 
internal options, but we also want to understand what the outside world looks like. Um, there's been a lot of discussion on what we might also do at the minor league level, but we have not made any um, firm decisions on what that looks like. But obviously not having Yachty running um, our catching program in, in spring training, there could be a need for that. Well, two, the two teams that did get the NLCS to kind of piggyback on what Benjamin was asking about, they had fewer wins than you, but they were still top five in the payroll. Has, has the payroll dynamics of the National League changed when you look at your payroll versus the other teams that were in the postseason? There's a substantial gap. I think the good news is we anticipate our payroll going up next year. I mean, I, I know it will. Um, you know, obviously we had a lot of success at the gate this year, so thank our fans for that. Um, so, you know, you get past the pandemic and, and where we are today, we're definitely one of the few clubs that, that from a attendance standpoint, got close to, to uh, pre-pandemic numbers. And so, yeah, I definitely f know that our payroll will, will go up. Are changed for to be like you have both the schedule changing next year, you have the playoffs changing. I mean, is, is the bar elevated in the National League because of the top two seats get the <laughs> I think, like, like, look, it's it's a long season, you have to build a roster to do that. I think, like, you know, asking these sort of almost to me like trivial questions mm -hmm. on should something like make us rethink our strategy or how we go about it internally, we talk about things all the time, but like. We know what we can do, what we're capable of doing, and you know we're still going to be a pipeline-driven organization. We're still going to try to draft well, and if we can do those things, we think we can continue to have the success we've had. It's possible that you maintain your strategy and then augment it with spending. I've already said our payroll is going up. I don't know how else to answer that. No, I guess I'm just saying that that's a fair characterization. Um, that's a fact. Payroll's going up. So Randy, and then we got Ben Fred, and then. Well, yeah, since the day that you got here, the Cardinals had a pretty commanding presence behind the plate, whether it was Pags, Matheny, Gotti, uh, defensively guys that could really handle the pitching staff. Philosophically, is that still really important in the game and to you? And is that what you'll be looking for? And would you take offense behind the plate at the expense of that? Yeah, I think, like, you know, we, we, we debate that all the time. Like, even when we had Yachty, we were understanding the trade-off of offense versus defense, but you know, having an elite defender or Hall of Fame catcher, really, for the last 20 years has been something that's, you know, very special. Um, as we look at, like, what that market might look like, it's going to be very difficult to just say, oh, we're replacing Yachty. There, there is definitely some offensive upside, possibly, in that, but we don't want to take a huge step backwards defensively because we've built our club around defense. Similar question. What did you see out of the I mean, I think Kiz did a nice job, but when you're looking at like an everyday catcher, um, you know, you're hoping you can find more there. Um, Herrera, young guy who got experience at the big leagues this year, but I still think there's some development that needs to happen. And, you know, he's a little bit of a different profile in the sense of, of you know, swings about really well down at Triple A, but when he came up here, we weren't seeing that offensive production. So, I think there's a maturity curve there that has to happen. Still bullish on him, but um, 
not sure you could just say, let's pencil those two in. I think there's there's more opportunity out there. Not really. Um, you know, obviously, I, I think he would tell you that was a, a frustrating way to finish. And, you know, I think like as we, we, we sit here and debate whether it's payroll, whether how do you build a team for October, you know, a couple of things we, I think are pretty obvious. You, you, you need your better players to be playing well, and you always need somebody that you don't expect to step up. And, you know, anybody that was, you know, sort of a part of our 06 team can remember there were there were side stories of, of people doing that with I.E. Spezio. And you think about 11 with David Fries and, and you know, you're looking at current teams right now that are competing for the World Series and, and you're seeing how they got hot. And so, you know, look, when you when you really take a, a minute to to unpack 2022, you know, we, we, we played September flat. We went into October flat, and we got eliminated. And you know that's that's reality. And and now, um, I don't think that means we have to like totally rethink how we build a club. But you know what can we do differently to to either you know create more depth or or breadth of that lineup, and and subsequently, uh, you know how do you try to avoid those pitfalls? No, nothing. Well, the obvious is we're losing Albert Pujols, right, to retirement. And, you know, you look at, at his season, it was almost a tale of two cities, right? And the, clearly that second half, he was he was really carrying our offense, and now that's gone. So, you know, when you talk about protection to, to Goldie and Nolan, that's a real question. And then, you know, you look at, at our outfield production, I think, you know, Newt definitely uh, distinguished himself, and, and that was exciting to see. But, you know, overall production, I do think we need more of. Well, with Adam returning today, he made a pretty lengthy public statement after the season where he identified a flaw that he found in his delivery later in the year that had maybe cost him the struggles he had. What was your reaction to his identification of that, and was there frustration that it wasn't found earlier and he spent a month maybe spending wheels trying to find it? Well, I actually knew he was going to say that well before he published it. Um, you know, obviously... You know, I, I, I kind of respect his answer, though. Like, like, you know, he has a process that, that he does on his own that, that he's had, obviously, tremendous success doing. Um, he got away from that a little bit. And since, and, and clearly, performance suffered. The good news is he feels like there is something that he can physically do differently. And, uh, you know, clearly that gives us more confidence in, in bringing him back. Um, does that answer your question? It is. I guess the question, what is the way to find that earlier? Is it a matter of just Adam's process, or did you identify maybe when Yeah, I feel like a, a lot of people were, were, were blaming the coaching at that point. Um, I understand that's a fair question. I, I think, though, when you really understand Adam's process, he's not leaning on pitching as may, or coaching as much as maybe a younger player might. And, and so um, I don't think 
placing fault here is as important as at least we have an answer, and now we're moving forward. Okay, we've got Benjamin, then we'll go over here to Martin after Benjamin. Yeah, I think uh, there was a lot of things we liked about what we saw out of Nolan this year um, in terms of, uh, I think he played a pretty solid second base. I feel like, you know, from an offensive standpoint, we still think there's a lot of upside there. You know, clearly, I think he was frustrated with how the season finished. You know, you, you look at his strikeout rate, um, his contact rate. There's some things that, that, you know, clearly he can improve upon. But I think you, you really touched on it. He's 22. So I think we can be a little patient with him. And, uh, you know, certainly his offseason, he knows what he needs to work on. And, and hopefully he can seek and get the help he needs to, to improve. No, I don't think it's about reworking the deal. I just think it's, you know, he's just trying to use his time and, and, and sort of sort through some things. He asked some questions on, you know, how we were thinking about the club, what we're thinking about in the future, um, you know, topics like, you know, how are we going to deploy our resources? And, again, it was, it was a very positive conversation. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, again, hopeful and optimistic that we can, we can come to a place where we're both happy and uh, and have that understanding, but he just wants a little time to think through that. So it's as simple as either he opts out or he doesn't. That's, That's correct. All right, Claves, and then uh, Frank. Mo, do you have a timetable on filling the coaching, coaching vacancy? Will you look at the, the roles of these coaches in a different manner than what the ones previously had uh, timetable is is TBD. Um, I could imagine, you know, the next couple of weeks we'll be working feverishly to get this done. Um, in terms of of could some of these roles or definitions of these roles change? The answer is yes. Um, you know, certainly uh, depending on who we identify and how they fit in, uh, we'll really determine how we think about that job description. Frank, well, how do you look at uh, Tyler O'Neill? stage of his career and would the organization do anything differently in the offseason to try to do something about his injuries? Yes. Um, so to, I think Tyler has a chance to be an exciting player, right? We, we, we saw glimpses of that, but, but obviously 2022 was not the year that, that he wanted nor the year that we wanted for him. Um, so adjustments have to happen. And I think the good news is he's going to be in St. Louis a lot of this offseason, so he'll have access to our training staff and, and you know, be able to come down here and work at Bush. So I'm excited that he'll have that opportunity for prepping for 2023, but you know, clearly something has to change and he has to do something different. Uh, Daniel, and then Commissioner. Right now I would say it's it's – um, pretty close to complete. Um, there'll be a few changes, obviously, um, um, but we're still working through a couple of those hirings. Um, but in terms of, of the overall look of it, it'll be the same. And there could be, you know, some promotions from within. So they're not quite ready to put the it's all done yet on it.
Uh, we'll have our like final roster discussion tomorrow in terms of like who we are thinking about adding and who we're thinking about re-signing. So yeah, ongoing. Commissioner, then Matt, um, relative to the outfield, how does Dylan Carlson become a better left-handed hitter? You know, I think he, he definitely was affected by his wrist. There's no doubt that he didn't have the year he had hoped for. Um, I think he tried to grind through it. But, you know, clearly we hope to see more. Um, when you're looking at, at our overall outfield production, it wasn't where we envisioned it, especially, you know, when you flip back the calendar one year and as we were planning on, on what 2022 was going to look like. So, um, you know, we still think we have talented guys, but, you know, things are going to have to change and hopefully he can come into the season healthy. And, you know, I, I hope he's actually not swinging a bat right now, letting his wrist rest. And then, uh, you know, when the time is right, he can get it going again. At the end of the season, yeah, I think this past year was was tremendous in terms of what we saw down in the clubhouse. Um, the working relationship was extremely positive. Um, even though I'm saying that, we have all these changes, so it's a bit odd, I know. But, um, you know, I, I do think that's important. You know, it's such a unique business, right, where, you know, you play 162 games over 187 or 184. You're together so much, and so relationships do matter. And I think it's, uh, you, you know, you look at successful teams, they tend to have that, that good, healthy relationship. And, um, you know, for the most part, you know, a lot of these guys that are leaving, they're going to be missed, but, you know, they're leaving for a reason. And so how we backfill for that is, is something that I think is going to be very important. And I think if Ollie were sitting here today, he would tell you that he does value that. Derek, and then uh, back to Frank after Derek. for you, when you were talking about, uh, first of all, with trying to replace Albert's power, I want to ask one quick question. Is that a bit of a deja vu? 11 years ago, we're having that same conversation. Yeah. And Berkman and Beltran. Um, but, um, yeah, don't have a plan yet. Don't have uh, something we can just go follow. But, you know, look, it's you look at our offense, I think the key is, is how, you know, how do you protect Goldie and Nolan in that lineup? And that's just something that we're going to have to, to look at. When you think about your lineup or your field, do you see two spots that are accounted for and the rest are open? And how maybe... Uh, is that for a division champ? Um, I'm not sure yet. I mean, I definitely know we need a catcher. How we else redeploy, that'll be, time will tell. Could you, I mean, Edmund's versatility, does he change where you could go shopping in the middle infield? Is outfield up for grabs? I think, you know, right now, we have a lot of talent coming with Walker, Wynn, to name a few. And so we got to be very careful on what we do this offseason in terms of, you know, making sure we still create opportunity. But, um, you know, we're not there yet. We have still time to discuss and how we want to think about redeploying our resources. And, uh, you know, as we start to explore both free agency and trade markets, we'll have a better idea what that looks like in the near future. Okay, we got Frank and then Randy. You just mentioned Jordan Walker. Uh, we know how you've talked about him in the past. With some of the things he's done in the fall league, 
because he expedited the learning curve that there's a realistic chance he could go to Jupiter actually competing for one of the three starting elephant spots? Yeah, I think it'd be silly for me to like rule out any possibility with him. Um, you know, he's he's had an incredible year. He's, uh, you know, from a physical standpoint, he continues to get stronger. Um, from a performance standpoint, he continues to have success. So, in terms of of you know trying to think through like a ceiling for him to where he might begin next year, I just don't think that's fair to him or us. But you know, we're definitely excited about what he, he he's bringing to the table and and uh certainly glad we have him again we're hearing john mosella cardinals president of baseball operations speaking with the media via kmov stream because of that do you need to get more protection for him and what are reasonable expectations for flaherty i think the good news for jack is he finished the year healthy and and he he feels like he can have a normal off season and i think that's good news and I think the way he finished throwing was super encouraging. So um, I'm not going to run away from the, the comment I made earlier. Like, you always need pitching. Like, I'm not going to go here and tell you we have this figured out, that we have plenty of depth, because depth gets tested. But I am very excited about directionally where he's at, where he's at mentally, physically, and uh, I'm excited about what his uh, 2023 year will look like. Okay, Jeff, and then we'll get over to the Again, it just depends on what we can identify. If we can find someone that can make that kind of impact, that would be great. If we can't, then, you know, Kisner may get more opportunity. But, you know, clearly, um, I thought Kiz had a nice season. Like, he you know, first time he really got to play at the big league level, got tested. Um, he knows what he needs to do this off season. But as far as how we pair someone with him, time will tell. Andrew, um, obviously you mentioned that more pitching about depth and all that. Having said, is it kind of weird on October whatever today is that you theoretically have your five starters written in pen? Well, normally I'd gloat about that, but I don't want to. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's good. But I'm, I know that, you know, we're going to have to add to this. So, you know, we're not, we're not drawing any conclusions today, but we're excited that we know we can go win with five if we had a break today. Good news is we don't have to break today. It does to some level, but I think like the way we want to look at this is, you know, from an offensive standpoint, like, you know, where can we like make a difference? And, and also, you know, understanding, like looking at performance from this past year, you know, how can we extrapolate what that performance might look like for next year? And, and so I think in, with, with being patient about this, you know, clearly if we could have something that gives us a little protection, if, if Dylan doesn't get it going from the left side, you know, just having that open-minded thinking that, that, you know, we're not getting to May or June wishing we had done something. How important is it to have a left-handed hitter in your lineup that you play every day and maybe make your offense better against right-handed pitching? Which is sort of what I just touched on. Um, <laughs> so I, I would... Yeah, sure, 
No, I understand that. But someone that can make that impact from the from the left side, I, I think, would be you know something that we will try to identify. Martin, did you have another? I mean, I'm not going to go into potential candidates right now. Um, um, you know, in, in terms of how we fill some of these roles, it's it's something that we're just starting to talk about internally now. And uh, I will keep you guys posted as we uh, finalize our decisions. John, I got one more here. John, how do you view your, your setup at shortstop? I mean, obviously you have Tommy Edmund who handled the position capably. There, there's big free agents at that spot again this year, just like last year. Do you feel like you need to go at that spot because Tommy can play other spots, or are, are you good there with, with Tommy possibly being your everyday shortstop? So the question is, are we in the shortstop market? Yes. Clever way of asking. Um, uh, now my clever way of answering it, and and I think right now is we understand that there there are options out there. Um, how we decide to to deploy our resources is still something that we're we're working through, and you know having players like Tommy Edmond definitely give you flexibility because we know they can he can play other positions. But you know one of the things you have to understand is when you when you move him off of short and where do you move him to? And when you some people throw out the outfield, I mean, then are you really changing your offensive profile? And the answer is probably not. And so, you know, ultimately those are the things that we have to internally decide. And as I mentioned earlier, good news is we have a little time to think through that. Okay. Randy and Jeff, and then we've been going here about 30 minutes. We'll probably wrap her up. Hey, man, just from a, a global perspective, how much do the rules changes impact the way you build the team? Now, you talked about the form, and you hope that he can play second, but the, with the pitch clock, with, with the bigger bases, how much does that affect the way you construct the team now? I don't think the rule changes are going to affect how we think about our roster all that much. I think maybe a year from now we might more because we'll get to actually see it. Um, I mean, obviously the biggest thing is going to be how defensively people play with the shift. And then I think left-handed batters, do they actually improve because there's the lack of shift? But I think one of the things that we'll all probably just pay attention to is, is the game being played differently or not? But um, as far as we enter this offseason, we won't radically rethink how we put our roster together. What about Benjamin's question about having five starters in a pandemic right now? Arguably, we have six, depending on how you look at Dakota Hudson and where he fits in your pitching forward. So what do you see? Again, I've sat up here before with 11 we could name, and that worked out well. So, um, you know, the, we're not overconfident. We, we know we can add to this, and that's how we're going to approach it. Look, I think Dakota can be a, a starter at the major league level. I think like when he picks up his pace, when he throws the ball over in the strike zone, he's amazingly effective. So, you know, I I really like him. I think you know he's a great option to have, and I, I hope he gets the opportunity to start. All right, take one last one. Daniel asked. Let's get him. Uh, no, one of the kind of overall bigger developments of minor leagues is Not really. Um, I haven't really heard much about it other than it's happening. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, you, you hope it positions players to, to have a better environment for for growing as a player. Um, you know, I think, you know, Major League Baseball has done, you know, huge steps over the last few years to try to improve that with housing, with food, with travel. Um, so I guess the last uh, frontier is pay. And so we'll see how that unfolds. 
Well, I think from a housing standpoint, we did a nice job. I mean, you know, I think we were all drinking from the fire hose last year when we when we um, realized we were going to have to do that. I think from a, a nutrition standpoint, we've taken great steps forward. And so, like, I think overall, the, the minor league experience for our players has been positive. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.